You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. Welcome, Welcome to the Smoking Word. Welcome to the Smoking Word. Yo, what's up, everybody? We are back. The Smoking Word podcast is brought to you by CasaTheRock.com. That's my merch spot. Everything is done in-house by your boy. So if you want to support the show, go do that holiday shopping right now. We got beanies. We got some um, shorts, hoodies. We got all that good shit ready to rock right now. And um, we have a, a pre-order for the skateboard decks. They're taking a little longer, but we got you. So, um, but um, definitely, CasaTheRock.com. Go get that merch. Um, support the movement. You can also catch me at HoyerRock357 on Instagram. And catch us. Make sure you subscribe to the Smoking Word podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, and on YouTube. It doesn't count if you don't subscribe. So we got to let everybody know we're making noise out here. So make sure you do that right now. Look out for that new mad ball shit. Thanks to everybody who's been copping merch. Everybody who's been copping, uh, who copped the mad ball um, uh, special barrel selector that Jack Daniels. Everybody who co- look out for the Pitchfork collab, Casa the Rock Pitchfork collab, the Omerta collab we have a lot of stuff going on so go support the movement and today my guest my boy the axe behind newfound glory and a couple other bands chad gilbert my bro what up chad let's set this off You get an extended hand clap. I don't give anybody hand claps. You thank you, thank you. What's up? <laughs> yeah, Chad, I'm glad. What's up, bro? How you been? How you doing, man? Good, good shit. Chilling, just doing doing this um lockdown shit. How you how you been? I'm I'm good. I decided today's the day I'm gonna smoke weed just for this podcast yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, too late. If you haven't smoked yet, I don't think you ever smoked. <laughs> No, but I, it's funny. It's it's crazy. I'm I'm really glad I got you though because um, for a while ago I think that we talked about it a while ago. I was like, yo, trying to get you on, and then you know how everything happens. But yeah. it was funny how I got had got Toby and Dave, and and I had Freddie when I did another one, and I'm like, yo, Chad, I gotta get Chad. You know, Chad gotta complete the trifecta. Look, Freddie and Toby, I understand, but I can't believe you did Dave before me, dude. What the hell? No, you know, you're, you're a busy man. You're a busy man. That's the difference. <laughs> and I had to say the cherry on top, the face. <laughs> but um, but what? Yeah, but what's up with you? What you been up to? Like, I mean, we're gonna get into more what you've been up to, but what are you like up to lately on your every day right now? Just uh, I got married, you know, October third. So just kind of been nesting, yeah. and getting the wife settled in the house, and just kind of, you know. Getting- and, and where you at now? Where you living at now? Still in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah good shit. In Tennessee. But- so uh, just kind of been doing that, getting settled, and kind of like, you know, like like everybody, just figuring out every day. You know, just so crazy this shit, right? It is. You know, I think I think just like you with this podcast 
and your merch and everything you have going. I think that for for people that have been in, you know, music for a really long time, it's sort of a new challenge that's like yeah. a cool challenge. It sucks that people are like, you know, we want to be on tour and make money and support our families in that way. We want to see our fans. We want to play shows. Um, but also it's like sort of open the doors for some new things. Yeah. That, no, no. For, yeah, for sure. You know, like who knows, like, you you know, with this podcast or some of the things you're working on. So, you, just hope, you know, you hope your friends and family stay healthy. And then so you take everything you've learned now and you can yeah. apply it when things go back. You know what I mean? Yeah, not not for sure. That's what I use this shit as. You know, I had the first early, you get that panic stage, then you kind of ease up and then kind of like fall in the cracks and try to figure shit out. Either you fold in the pressure yeah. or you make a or you make a fucking diamond with pressure. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Fucking, um, but let me ask you, if I remember, your family's originally from Tennessee, right? Kentucky. Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah. That I know it was somewhere hee-haw. Yeah. What one hee-haw north. <laughs> All right, yeah. Cause you know, because I know Tennessee in general now is hot. Like yeah. a lot of people are making their way out there, which is dope because yeah. it's like a cool angle. It's something different for sure. It's different and it's like uh yeah, there's just like a lot of music, a lot of music, a lot of like I think too, like the young adults, it, it's kind of what I've noticed is everyone that that I know in like music from touring that moved here, they're all in that same place where they're like, Oh, I want to get my kids in school <laughs> or like, yeah, I want to, you know, I want to get a home for my family. That's affordable. And, yep, and you know, and you know, what's kind of cool about Tennessee too, especially for touring is, you know, like it's, you know, an hour and a half flight to Chicago, hour and a half Center. to New York, you know, oh, Florida, yeah. everything's just like kind of right there. So it, it makes it easy. For touring. And Tennessee's a music is a music, you know, a, a, a state in general. There's a lot of music, you know. It's a, yeah. You know, they they always had that touring, trucking, you know, busing, you know, all that type of shit is in, yep. in the dirty south for the F. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, and and you're right though about my family. Like that's always been a dream of mine, you know, like to live near my mom. And now my mom is actually moving to Tennessee in the beginning of the year. So oh, that's be, dope. You know, because I left home you know, pretty early for California, you know, when I was like 19, 20. So, yeah, so um, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You went from Florida to, and then for straight from Florida to California, right? Like yeah. you just said, basically Florida. And yeah. all right, how many, so, so you, you you moved out when you were 19. That I didn't know, like I knew, but I never thought about it. Like, about, oh, when the fuck did he move out? Yeah, like 1920, I think I went, I think I finally made the official move, like, um, yeah, in two, in when I was 20. So like around 2000, so it was, it was 1920, like that sort of. What I want to ask you is about your Florida come up because now I live in Florida. Yeah. So I got a little bit of a feel of the Florida feel uh, in general. And I know people from Florida, there's two types of people from Florida. There's the people that love the, you know, their Florida down, like, oh, I love, and then the other ones that are trying to get out of Florida. Yes. You know, they want to be somewhere, they all want to be in New York. And I don't even know now <laughs> they want to be somewhere else. Yeah. What was your Florida experience like? Because I see it from my, my I compare it to also how my son is coming up. Like, yeah. you know, like out here, it's very common. You know, your friends on the football team, you play baseball, you know, that you do a rock climbing, you know, there's, you know, the yeah. activities, the type of stuff. In New York, we hung out in an empty fucking schoolyard. 
You know what I mean? Oh, it was kind of like, you know, it was kind of like, so I'm seeing the stuff about it I like, but yeah. I know there's a lot of Floridians that are like, yo, I'm sick of Florida. And I'm like, I kind of yeah. like the, how, what was your Florida experience? Like, cause you did Florida, then West Coast, and yeah. then, yeah. you know, the world. Yeah, exactly. For sure. No, for me, I like, I was the one in the band who didn't want to move to California. I loved Florida. Like growing up there, I loved it. I didn't want to move. And I finally did it for the band because everyone else in the band wanted to move. They're like, we want to go make the record. We want to stay out there. And the man, our manager at the time, you know, it was a different world when we got signed. Yeah. So they're like, if you're out here, you'll be able to do interviews more promote Which the band facts yeah and now now it doesn't matter you know here we are you know yeah it was like you got to move out there and it's just better for the business and you know i saw the opportunity in front of me and and all my friends like all my all my like you know friends like in, in miami and fort lauderdale like the you know like this the hardcore scene you know that i grew up with they all were like dude this is a huge opportunity like Oh yeah. Don't stay because of us. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. Hell yeah. We're just Hell gonna yeah. do our thing, you know, like you you go for it, you know. So they supported me and and my family too. You know, my my brother went to college and moved away for college when I was like 15. So like my parents were used to, you know, you know, my older brother left for college. So they're like, Yeah, oh, somebody, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Your, your opportunity. So I was supported, but yeah, I didn't wanna I didn't want to leave, but once I left, the first, time, the first time I remember going back there and visiting, I was like, oh man, like, it's so hot. Like, how did I live here? It's, <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, the, the roads are so wide and everything yeah. like drive and like, it's just so hot. And then people are like pissed off sometimes, but you know, like, but then I, I still loved it. You know, my dad, you know, I think for me, when, when it became a weird place for me, when my dad passed away, that was it. Yeah. And my dad passed memory. away, yeah. memory. So when I'm there, I'm like, uh, you know, I had yeah. amazing memories, but it's kind of one of those, it's it's a stinger, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I know how that shit goes. Cause, but it's funny, I learned how the, 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 the Florida state of mind is with some people. I know some guys that grew up here and they're like, I want to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I still like it. And I see the lawlessness a little bit in South Florida. Oh, they it's, got there, it's they, wild they, west, man. It really is. It's yeah. like, if you forget when you say like, all right, like you, Tennessee, or you're in the South. I'm like, yeah, but Florida's the South, South. Like, yeah. you know, you can't get any, you know, you know how it is. It's like, dude, what I, minute I, you got, like, you got guys uh, dancing salsa, then you got rednecks 20 minutes that way yeah dude it was Dang. the craziest thing i mean you know not to cut into mad ball but you know like just to think about mad ball hate breed scarhead the show at club q in davie florida yeah insane that was insane. that area is like where the rodeo is i know it's so and <laughs> the you guys you guys played there and as you know like south florida it was all hispanic yeah you know? All of all your fans, you know, so it's like this all of, like that crowd and, and all of us in this rodeo hillbilly land. So crazy. Right in the middle of and you can drive, you know, 20 minutes away and it's completely different. You know, I know. And I learned that about it. And I learned that exactly. There's like, you know, you had that country feel in the mix like that. Like there's rodeos, there's cowboys, farms. Yeah. You know, that's like a big part. It's crazy. Like, it's, it's insane. Like, I learned it the more, 
you know, people, some people just think it's like Scarface downtown Miami. And I'm like, no, that's just downtown Miami, yeah. you know, you know, and all that shit. But okay, let me ask you this, because you're a music guy and, yeah. um, and everybody, and I know you have, you know, you have, like you say, a brother or whatever. How did you get into this type of, uh, into heavy music, alternative music or whatever you want to call it, your yeah. own music? Yeah. And that because and we always either get put on through a family member or, you know what I mean? Or in the household. Yep. You know what I mean? And you have, a, a like, I know you're, you're so broad that I, now that I'm thinking about it, I can't even say, oh yeah, Chad was a metalhead as a kid. I know you like Metallica and you like this, but what were you? Because I never, Yeah. It, you know, you, of, you were a little bit of everything. I, exactly. You know, I think that's one thing I always try to explain is that, you know, the punk, metalhead, hardcore, whatever you call it, for me, it, it was more about mainstream and not mainstream. Yeah. You know? So what happened to me was my, my older brother was in uh, high school when I was like, you know, he was like, he's, my older brother is five years older than me. So when I was like fourth and fifth grade, he was freshman, sophomore. So he would bring home these, you know, records from his friends and, and go to concerts and get me like, oh, I think you'd like this band. I think you'd like this band. So believe it or not, one of the first records that I thought was a metal record that I heard, believe it or not, was Just Look Around, Sick of It All. Oh, oh and you thought that was a metal record? That it was a metal record. And it wasn't like the old one. It wasn't like Blood, Sweat, No Tears. And it wasn't, it was before Scratch the Surface. It was just like, we just want the truth. You, you, the yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this is metal. This sounds like, kind of like Metallica on the radio. Yeah. I know what you this mean. This is like a cooler Metallica, you know? Yeah. And then my brother brought brought home Fugazi. And I was like, oh, this Fugazi is kind of cool. It's kind of got this like groove. And, yeah. and, then, and I was like, okay, I like Fugazi. I didn't know who Minor Threat was or anything. And then he brought home Operation Ivy. And I was like, this is cool. I was like, what? You know, it's so, different. Yeah. And I was like, as long as it's not on the radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. And so what happened from that was my, that got me into music. So I would ride my bike to Specs. I know it was SIDS. It was a music store, CD store in the mall by where I lived, SIDS. And it in had, what city? What city? In Coral Springs. That was in Coral Springs. All yeah, right. and, and where the record store is, is now a school. It was like, it was a mall that was like the dead mall, but it only had the one record store. And uh -huh. then they turned it in, they, you know, changed it. Now it's a school, but I would go to that and I would do the thing that I think a lot of kids did was the, the thank you lists, you know, yep. I would look at the records and then I'll tell you though, cause I never told you the story, ride my bike in the back that little seven inch section, I'm flipping through. I see the cover of the seven inch dropping mini suckers. Ah. And I'm like, <laughs> what is this dude? I'm like, this yeah. is crazy. What yeah. is this? And I put it on, and you know, Freddie's vocals on that record are really aggressive. Yeah, crazy. Like, yeah. Like, he like know, came out of a garbage can. Yeah, the music's aggress aggressive, but then the photo is so like street. Yeah. Know, at the time, like, you know, I never and I was like, oh, this is awesome. So I bought I remember buying that. I never told you that, but I remember buying that seven inch, just flipping through, seeing the cover. Yeah. That's funny because I I bought the first Mad Wolf seven inch because 
I would see Freddie jump on stage. I didn't know him when he was a little kid like that, but I would see him jump on stage and I was like, yo, this is nuts. So I would go to Bleaker Bob's just to look at the seven inch section to see a cover. Yeah. You know, you would look for a new cover that looked dope or something and you would yeah. buy it. The live go, picture oh, on the back. I actually bought that first, the first uh, Ball of Destruction seven inch because I was like, oh shit, they actually, you know, recorded something. And I go, wow, that's bugged out. I go, fuck it, let me buy it. And I ended That's up buying it. I don't know what happened to it. But you know what's funny? What I always remember that that because uh, you were involved at what you at one of the the the, the staple shows in Mabel's history when we talk about our, our first time in Florida, also playing Cheers. Yeah. You know, that, so that so for everybody out there listening. <laughs> so, so you got you got to rem remember the lay of the land. You know now everybody's woke, everybody's black, Spanish, and and you know free spirit and all that. But back back then, you know, um, uh, in general, hardcore music, pop punk music, punk rock music. You know, you always had Latin and black mix, but it was never the majority. We all know that. Yeah. And hardcore, even less. There was always Latins around and blacks, but very small amount. So me and Freddie would have an ongoing joke where every show we would say, yo, how many Latinos in the house? Because it would just me and Freddie be lifting our hands. It'd just be me and him. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was an ongoing joke that it would just be me and him. Now we're playing Miami, Florida Club Cheers the first time. And we're like, yo, any Latinos out there? And the whole place, I never, we looked at each other and, and me and Freddie could not believe it because we never seen that many Latin people into hardcore music. We didn't know about, uh, well, I didn't know the whole hardcore, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, the whole um, culture in, in South Florida. Yeah. And I, and to this day, I remember that show and everything about it. And then I remember when I met you, I talked about it and you were like, I saw you at Club Cheers. I was probably the only white guy there. And you yeah. probably were the only white guy there. <laughs> I swear. I remember that show because I remember, I remember like, you know, obviously like the show is amazing, but I remember feeling like a part of something. There's something bigger going on at that moment. Because once you guys said that, I don't know if you remember, you didn't, you guys didn't speak English the rest of the show. Yo, we did it all in Spanish. I forgot, but yeah. Whole show in Spanish. And that meant so much for everyone there. And yeah, I remember you know, like, South Florida, yeah. Yeah, like that, because that does and and vice versa. Most most of the kids there, you know, the fact that they got to speak, you know, their, you know, first language. Yeah. You know, with one of their favorite bands. That was like a really big moment. And it's funny, man. It's funny you mentioned that about like, where you're talking about like the woke times and things where we live because I posted a photo when this whole thing went down, you know, you know, the racism issue, cause it flared up big again, obviously, you know, there's yeah. always like racists walking in the street and saying like crazy things, you know? And I remember posting something about, about it, how I was like, you know, I'm really thankful that I grew up where I grew up in the scene and my parents exposing me. And, you know, one of the comments was like, you know, from someone, you know, who doesn't even live where I live or know my life was like, you know, lucky for you, it's, you know, your white dominated hardcore scene and blah, blah, oh, blah, right. it's easy for you yeah. to say. And I was like, you know, I can see like maybe where you live. Yeah, and, but, you know, yeah. and, and I get that, you know, majority of the scene, yes, is, is, is for real dominated you know, in that way. And, but, you know, growing up in my, in South Florida, I grew up in Coral Springs, but all the shows 
or yeah. maybe in, in Cheers at the time. And, and it wasn't like that. And I was grateful for that because I was open-minded, you know? Yeah. You know, Hispanic kids, black kids, um, yeah. all different types of cultures would go to, and not only just Hispanic, but learning about different types of Hispanic culture. Yeah, you know, like for sure. My friend, like my friend from Nicaragua, who is, you know, very different from my friend from Cuba, who's very different from my friend from, from Dominican Republic, from Ecuador, yeah. you know, my friend from Peru. It was like, people don't realize yeah. it, it's not just like, it's not even just about color. There's culture within all yeah. different types of people. For you know? sure. For sure. And for me, it was, it was dope because, again, you know, you always had some Spanish dudes around like Roger or whatever, but it was always sprinkled, you know? <laughs> and when going up, going to my Florida, it was like, no, this is where, you know, it's like, I, I, I never seen that many Latin people at a show the, the only place more than that was Buenos Aires, Argentina. You know what I mean? At yeah, the yeah. time, like, you know, you, you saw, and even back then, South Florida is heavy Hispanic. Even at that time, there were a lot yeah. of Latin kids in general in the scene. And, but just the whole thing about that show, us coming down to Florida, you know, with, with Freddie and Roger's history in Florida. And then it was funny when we met, you brought, we brought that up. I was like, and I literally said, you probably were because I never seen a place that full of fucking Spanish motherfuckers <laughs> in my life. But again, it's something besides South America. But um, yeah, South Florida got a, a strong, you know, history with the scene. And especially with what's crazy, like the skinhead scene, the ska scene also, like that style, like how it was up north. Not like just punk rock. It was like, yeah. you know, you yeah, had a lot of the, the, the old elements. Yeah, that's true. You're so right. There used to be like, there's this venue, um, you know, that's, I think it's the Revolution now or Chili Pepper, one of those yeah. you know, in Fort Lauderdale. You know that venue, but like yeah, Revolution, yeah. When it when it was the Edge, it used to be called the Edge, and when it was the Edge, like that when ska was big, there was that weekend. There was like every weekend was just ska shows, and yeah. skinheads, and from West Palm Beach would come down. Yeah, the West Palm had a lot of skinheads. Yeah, 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 all a lot that of skinheads, and yeah, ska was ska was big there, and and kind of, you know, it was kind of interesting because I think that. Uh, I even think like, I remember going on tour for the first time and seeing other scenes and music scenes and just being like, thinking about where we grew up because it was almost like, in, as you know, like how you live there for a while now, like it's almost like living on an island, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. where we didn't know, especially at the time, you know, no internet, no social media, can't really see what's going on in the outside world but we hear the music and you hear the lyrics yeah. and you kind of see a little bit of the culture on TV, but the closest major city <laughs> from South Florida, like to another state is, you know, another state's 12 hours away. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. So yeah. you're not like mixing ideas. You're just like, yeah. Oh yeah. It definitely has his own ideas out here. boy. <laughs> yeah. You're living in your own bubble. And, but I think it's a kind of a cool thing because you know, especially with the bands that came from there and the different styles, it's just like, you kind of had to make your own world. You, we yeah. made, everyone made your own world up and, and it, it worked and, and, a lot, and there's, you know, it was just a really, it, for me, it was a really cool place to grow up and that's why I didn't want to leave, you know? And yeah, even, it, it, I was just saying, we were talking about your kids too with like the sports and stuff. Even when I was little, before I ever got into music, that too, like South Florida, like, I used to hang out at the park and play baseball and basketball and it's yeah. kind of tries to take care of the young, younger generation. Absolutely. You know, there's teams with uniforms, 
You don't understand in New York as a kid to be able to join a team that has a real uniform. That alone was like, oh, that only happens on TV or in the 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 you know the 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 bit the more important public schools and then paid schools. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was just like that. It was just like it wasn't. It ain't like a culture like over here. There's leagues up the ass for soccer, football, you know, baseball. You know, all ages swimming. You know, it's yeah. like insane. It's dope for a kid. You know what I mean? And you know, yeah. you don't gotta be rich to to do it. You know, it's available and all that shit. And then it's like, um, but yeah. So you got you start. How you 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 you're a guitar guy first? Did you you found music first or the guitar first? You or when you started listening to rock music and heavy music, did the guitar come to play, or well, was it as a kid? Yeah, well, actually, you'd appreciate this. I was a bass guy first. Oh, I never knew that. I didn't know you were yeah. a bass guy. Yeah, yeah. Cool now that. I like you. Now I like yeah. you a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why? Uh... Crazy story. I used to, yeah, I used to take bass lessons at this little place where I grew up from this guy named Gary. Years later, I'm in, you know, Newfound Glory, and Ian, my bass player, took lessons from the same dude. God, get so out of here. We used to like pass each other in the hallway because I remember seeing him like, oh, this is this like crazy punk guy. And we took, we took lessons from the same bass teacher. Crazy. That's crazy. And yeah. how long you played? All right. When you played, did you play bass in a band or you just jammed yeah. in your room? Yeah, that's kind of where I, I kind of got in the 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 hardcore, the, the whole, I guess, transition is I played in a little garage metal band. We were called Backscatter, which was oh, like, a, yeah, it was <laughs> like when a grenade like explodes, it's like whatever hits other people. It's like the it backscatters. <laughs> it backscatters. That's what happens. Everybody yeah, so knows that. Yeah, I was, I was in Backscatter, and and I remember like, uh, man, I wish I could find the logo. Like we drew to, we we would we would like skate to the skate shop, and the the guy that worked at the skate shop drew like a picture, and that was like our logo. It was like this <laughs> with long hair that had a bionic arm and a gun. Like and there you go, that's all you need. So we played like a random local show. I don't even really understand fully how we got on it, but we played a random local show opening for. Um, two hardcore bands wow. and it was uh, this band Tension and Strongarm and those guys saw us and were like dude you guys are so little like this is crazy like why are you playing you know you're playing metal and you're like so little like this is whatever and, and they started talking to me and I was like oh yeah I'm straight edge you yeah. know and they're like oh you know what straight edge is I'm like yeah you know I don't do drugs you know and they're yeah. like, cool. Well, they're like, you know, and that was kind of like, oh, you should hang out with us, you know, and they kind of took me under their wing and, and that's when, but I was still in backscatter, you know, and we'd play uh-huh. like random little shows and I'd play bass. And then uh, I started actually playing bass guitar for tension. They became my friends. And, and uh, so I started playing bass, which I, that was in a band with Ray from oh. Vietnam. Yeah, all right. I know you you heard about, but I didn't know I didn't put it together with that. And I never I never know you played bass either. I know you could play bass, yeah. but I never know you started. So me and oh, Ray, me and Ray were in a band together when I was like a little kid. That's and, crazy. Yeah, small world. So I was in yeah, so me and Ray, um, I was in his band tension for a little bit, and then someone heard me scream, and then I switched from bass and started singing in Shy Halud. And then while I was singing Shy Halud, I would just mess around on guitar. And, oh. and my stepbrother 
this is kind of what the transition that happened is my stepbrother, Blake, who I live with, um, my, my mom, my stepfather, me and Blake, and my older stepbrother, he played drums. But he used to have all those like West Coast punk skate videos. Got so you. He loved punk. And then I loved more of the heavier stuff. So me and him started jamming in my living room, like, you know, punk rock songs. Just yeah. Fun, just like whatever. And Jordan, who sings in my band, came over one day because he was in hardcore and heard me playing punk songs with my brother. And was like, oh, you should play in my band. And then that was Newfound Glory. That's right. Okay, so right before Newfound Glory, it was Shy Halud, obviously, right? All yeah. around the same time. Yep. Right? Yeah, I did both. And, and how, and, and all right, and how, the, so, so how did the Shy Halud thing? Because, you know, people have, love that band also that has a little bit of his own history or whatever. Yeah. How, how did you fall into that? Did you go to school with those guys? How, no, did, how did that start? Shy Halud happened because of tension. I was playing bass in tension. And I would scream backups in like okay. the microphone and people, and, and they saw me, they were having problems with their singer who did their demo and they heard me scream backups in the backup mic and oh. heard me scream at shows. And they're like, this, yeah. Hey, you could scream. And then they're like, you're too young. We want a tour. And then they eventually asked me to be in the band and they came over and met my mom and my mom, like let me tour with them and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and that's dope that they did that. And, and how long were you in the band? And what did you record with them? I recorded three records. I recorded the 7-inch, which I think was, let me tell you, let me look at Spotify. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I got to see the times. Let me see. Yeah, so I did three things. I did, uh, I did the 7-inch, the full length, and a split. Us in that band from New York, Indecision, we did a split. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was like 97, 96, 97, 98. That's crazy. That's old now. Like, you know, now the yeah. 90s stuff, you know, it's like now it's you know, over 20 years old. It's wild. I know. Yeah, and it's still, yeah, that yeah. feels new to me. Like when I posted, yeah. like, I was like, oh, the show is in like 2000. And I was like, oh, that's kind of like newer. And I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> that's 21. So, yeah. And then, and then I kind of remember you told me that that felt that you were doing newfound and that because exactly you guys were friends and you said hey, let's let's do this punk rock but and when you started with new all right who, this is what I and I and we we talked about this years ago I forgot how did the name come up like who came up with it I always used to say it sounded like an oi band because yeah. I hear newfound glory and I was like oh this thing plays in an oi band Dude. you know this guy plays like you know and I would hit because when newfound was starting to pop. You know, and then you know, I was like, what kind of band? Like, you know, I, I didn't put it together and I was like, Newfound Glory, all that yeah. name, that's the glory, you know, the you yeah. know, drink a beer and Newfound, you know, and a uh, and all the that. Things we get, like when we first started, we even got offered a tour, I think, with the business. <laughs> yeah, all and the I, time. Yeah, like in the States, like this is like before we really had anything, we had a little buzz, and I think they heard like they heard the name and thought yeah. the same thing. Because totally, we got offered totally. that. So people think that, and then they also think we're a worship band. Yeah, well, I, that too. I never thought of that, but I could see that yeah. too. Especially I in Tennessee, because where I live that, now, you know? Oh, yeah. Tennessee is a lot of those like uh, uh, Bible rock bands or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> right, right? Those Stretch guys Armstrong, are like. They're, they're Carolinas. 
but, yeah. but they were like religious guys, right? Yeah. They were good guys, they were cool guys. We played with, but they were like a Christian yeah. band too. Yeah, for sure. Southern Christian core bands and all that. Yeah, because I'll be at a coffee shop and people will be like, they'll, they'll see me with tattoos or something. They'll talk to me here and I'll be like, yeah, they're like, what do you do? And you kind of avoid the question sometimes because you feel like, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You don't want to like, you know, because immediately they'll be like, are you famous? You know? Yeah, so I know, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I just play music. Like, I'm like, oh, in a band, Newfound Glory. They're like, oh, worship band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was like a story. We're going to talk about Hazen Street in a little bit. But so I, I used to have the big gold cross I used to have. And we had played a show somewhere on tour. And, and like this, this blonde white girl and this white guy, blonde hair. And they like Mormon, you know, nice looking people, but like really Mormonish looking like children yeah. of the corn and they came up to me like great show brother and then they they, they pointed at my cross and they're like the, the cross they go like this and they were like um um one of the songs i guess freddie says something like you know i forgot what he says like i don't know he says like god help me or something goes, yeah. one of our songs and they were like yes yeah like like your song says and i was like oh shit they think we're a christian band yeah and wow. then it was like uh but pretty you, funny yeah, yeah it's crazy they're, they're they your family dude yeah, yeah. Well, like, you know, well, I'm, I, I'm not a heathen sloth like a lot of these people yeah. out there in the world. No, I'm but, a believer you know, for sure, but I'm but yeah, not some a, are too a believer, believer, believers. Yeah, you know? I'm not. I'm not a. You know, Newfound Glory is not a worship band. Well, I guess you know. <laughs> you, we uh, yeah. I mean, oh, but who came up with the name? How did that pop oh, up? Like what? So how it, that? What? It's so. It's probably. It's the like. It's the lamest story. Basically, our friend Amy. Who used to book shows at Cheers? We had shout out to Amy Cheers. Cheers, yeah, Amy Cheers, and then uh, yeah. So she was like, "Hey, uh, uh, you know, I need a name for the flyer because she knew that I played in Shia Lute. So she's like, "Oh yeah, I got you a show, but let me know the name." And we didn't have one. And I hit up Jordan, our singer. I'm like, "Dude, she needs a name. What's the deal?" So he worked at he was a dishwasher at Red Lobster. So he, yeah, on, yeah, Red Lobster uh, was next to Barnes and Noble. So just on break at work, he just went over and started like flipping through things and like drawing things and just looking at words and stuff. And that band, Get Up Kids, has a song called Newfound Interest in Massachusetts. He uh, really liked them. So he took Newfound from that. He wrote that down and then was looking around. I was like, glory i guess like and he wrote it on a flag yeah he's like, just newfound glory i'm like man i don't really like that but we'll figure it out we just need to play the show so put newfound glory on the flyer but we're probably going to change our name yeah oh yeah that's it and that's it it's like you know that's like a nickname once you say don't do it that's it it sticks forever yeah and i'm like man i yeah because i don't even know what it is it's yeah just, yeah and that's that's a good part you can make it whatever it is you can give yeah. it some fantasy meaning yeah. And then, uh, and then, um, how long? So, okay, obviously, with that band, you've done a lot. The most you've ever done, you know, with, you, with all your bands, obviously, you yeah. got to do some big shit with that. How long? All right, first label you guys were on. So we were that girl Amy was had a label called Fiddler Records, and it's uh -huh. crazy. It was just a local Miami uh -huh. label. She ended up putting out like Dashboard when he was local and wow. different things. Um, so we were on her label locally for our first EP. And then there's a hardcore label locally called Eulogy Records. Yeah. Eulogy had like 
the guy in there was in that metalcore band morning again who was big in yeah. europe they're big in europe at the time and he's like i got european distribution and we were like whoa that's cool like so we'll you <laughs> know in. yeah we're in european distribution like we didn't know what that even meant but it sounded fancy and we just paid for our record you know we took we all took 200 bucks paid for our record and he like printed it and distributed it and then we just started touring that cd and when we were at a show in jersey the guys in this band midtown saw us play yeah he, he, they saw us play liked our cd gave it to drive through records drive through signed us yeah and drive through was our label for a while and they had an upstream deal with mca or mca like funded the label and and help them out. And then if they saw a band they wanted, they could take them. So MCA took us from drive through once we started like, you know, touring yeah. and making a name for ourselves and stuff. Yeah, and with, um, so how, all right, this is the thing because also it's, you know, all these worlds are different. You know, the hardcore world, you know, that world, the, yeah. the more pop punk world, you know, you know, the radio world or whatever. How long, all right, you, you put out the 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 the, the seven inch on Fiddler, whatever records, and, you, and you're playing out. How, um, um, when do you get picked up by the next label? When when does um drive through pick you up? Like like how 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 long after the first um recording? Drive through drive through I think licensed it in ninety nine or ninety eight. So a couple of years later. Yeah. And, and and when did you start seeing? Because Newfound Glory got to do you know some big things. When yeah. did you start seeing like, yo, okay, this shit is starting to make some noise, like real noise. Not just like, yo, we're playing a couple of cool bars, they're packing yeah. out, like the next step up. Like when did you start feeling that? The next step up, I think, even though it was still smaller, I remember New Jersey, like the where there was this place called the Wayne Firehouse. And mm -hmm. our booking agent uh, would be like, oh, I got you on a show in New Jersey. And we'd be in Florida. <laughs> and we'd be like, yeah all right, we'll, we'll make it. And we would drive up and play like three shows and then head home for like a long weekend, you know? Yeah. And, and we'd show up to Wayne Firehouse and it would just be sold out, you know, seven, 600 kids. And uh, before that we were playing Rutgers basement with, to like 11 people. And yeah. so once, once it went from like, you know, 11 to hundred to selling out Wayne Firehouse, which again, you know, 500 kids, 600 kids. Oh yeah. And and they're all wearing your t-shirts and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're there for you. Not yeah, yeah, they're there for yeah. you. Yeah, and they're no, you, it was crazy, you know. And yeah. I think the other bands in the scene up there really started to see that, and it's sort of like, you know, I, I think it, it it's cool. It started really building something, you know, in, in that area, and that's always been our biggest area: New Jersey, Boston, yeah. and kind of the and and it kind of started happening where. Same thing, we would play a show opening up for a band at the Middle East in Boston or Bill's Bar on Lansdowne. Like, you know, Elgin had a band called uh, World Is My Fuse. Yeah. Um, and I knew him from 454 Big Block. So he would let me open for their band and it would be like, you know, a couple people, you know, they're all there to see his band. And there'd yeah. be, you know, a couple hundred people, 300 people, you know, packed Bill's Bar. And we would just open and then gradually same thing. Yeah. And and what, was, and what was really cool about Newfound was because we had like these friends in these markets, it was, we, we, I feel like we had an advantage because 
it became like, we weren't just like a band touring. We were a band, a part of the community in these like places. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Long Island, we had a, you know how it is. Like Long Island, we had our little family. New Jersey, we had our family. Boston, we had our little family. And, you know, it, I think the longest place took for us was more of the West Coast, believe it or not. We were definitely crazy. more yeah. of an East Coast band. Well, because like for us, the East Coast had, uh, like East Coast had Civ, right? Yeah. They had Civ. They had H2O. They had Saves a Day. They had like, you know, Black Train Jack before. So yeah. if there was a hardcore band or a punk band that was kind of aggressive that had vocals, it was like already understood. There's maybe yeah. some references where we didn't fit in in the West Coast because at the time it was all like, needly, 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 like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. fast, you know, and we weren't that. We weren't that at the time. And we wore like t-shirts and baggy pants or not, you yeah. know, whatever we wore th at the time, like we were just more like regular dudes where the West Coast at the time was super punk rock. That's what I was going to say. You guys don't got the surf punk in you. you yeah. Know, you're not surfy. Like out there, the punk is that surf punk and different kind of punk, you know? Yeah. And, and it sure. took time because I remember when we first played Warp Tour as like a side stage band, like th those bands didn't, you know, embrace us, you know? It was like, we really kind of had to carve out our own kind of niche, like niche, like everywhere, Car carve out our own little like place, you know? Yeah. Cause it was like, we were, we started getting those fans cause we started touring with more punk bands. But in the beginning, like, I remember one of the first bigger tours we got was with Real Big Fish. Uh-huh. Yeah, my boy and, used to love that man. Yeah? I have a friend that used to love that band, really? Real Big Fish, yeah. So imagine opening for Real Big Fish, growing up in like our shows and community and you're playing first and people are throwing stuff at you. I'm like, we were playing and yeah. like, we didn't get it, you know? I know. Yeah. And they're like, throwing stuff at us. Like, who are these kids? And they're like, pegging us with coins and, <laughs> and quarters. <laughs> I'm getting hit in the head with quarters and getting booed. <laughs> and That's we're just amazing. like, screw it. We're just going to keep, you know, playing this. That's what you do. You keep playing. But people I know. stuff at us, you know? That's amazing. And how many records of Newfound Done in total? Like um, albums, full out, not not counting like an EP or this, like or whatever you call well, it. Like we have ten albums. Jesus Christ! Ten, yeah, ten full albums. We're working on our tenth now, man. You guys got us beat by an album. Let's go. Yeah, Josh, man, fucking. You, you guys then, had a you had a vacation for a little bit though. Well, well Freddie had a vacation. <laughs> let's just say. You got, you let's just some, say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and then right now, oh yeah, and, and when I was talking the other day, um talk about that a little bit. You're doing uh the, the Christmas special for with yeah. Newfound, right? Yeah. And you yeah. guys always would do some some holiday shit. Always you always did that. Well what was this shit? What was the whole yeah, layout so, of this thing? This is like we uh you know, kind of like what we were talking about, like getting inspired during this whole time. I just started writing songs. Like, honestly, like it, it came down like this. My stepfather passed away last November. And when, when he passed away, he gave me, after he passed away, I got two of his guitars. One of them is an old Rickenbacker, Carl Wilson, like Beach Boys kind of guitar. So I've just been messing with that. And Beach Boys have that like a pretty cool, pretty sick Christmas record. Yeah. So taking my stepfather's guitar 
and I kind of feel like, not to sound like all like superstitious or weird like that, I'm not like that at all, but I do feel like when you pick up a different guitar, it makes you play differently. Yeah. You know, like you, I'm sure there's a guitar you pick up when you're ready to riff. Oh. And there's a guitar you pick up when you're ready to just kind of like play something else. Yeah. So I picked, ah, yeah. yeah, so I picked I picked up the Rickenbacker and I just started writing these songs that had this sort of like Christmassy feel. And I ended up writing like seven, seven songs. Jeez, and, yeah. and, and so we're like, there's no way to release these because it's not enough time to like put them out, do whatever. So what if we filmed videos for all the songs and made like spe like different gags and skits and like things interactive. So instead of just doing a normal live stream, we can almost make it like a mini movie. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's, it's just, yeah, it's just kind of a way for people to like take this thing and, and the cool thing is they've never heard the songs. So yeah, yeah, all new shit. So the only way they're going to be able to hear them is to get the stream. And then after like a week, it goes away. And then next yeah. year we'll be, we'll actually release the song. So, you know, we think people obviously are going to like rip them and do all that kind of stuff, but yeah, it's, but yeah, it's no, fun. no, it's a, it's a good angle. That's what we got to look for these angles on. Yeah. You know, um, what's the next angle period. Exactly. Yeah. How we distribute the music and, you know, where we get, um, compensated for the work put into it you know if it's the views if it's the sales or if it's whatever yeah, yeah. that's the shit we got to figure out. people forget that music's already basically free yeah you know what i mean right right we we put out that's why everybody puts out singles now you know what i mean yeah because it's like yeah you, know, you got to put it out free and you hope okay get spins okay but the main thing was touring you know what i mean that's yeah. what it became like touring touring and, and merch and all that shit which is fucking yeah. so insane how everything it is and fucking um but yeah seeing you guys keeping busy which is good you keeping busy with that but you guys always newfound always seem to keep busy anyway like yeah thanks man yeah we love we love it and like even the, the 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 special that we did like we really put a lot into it like man honestly it's one of the hardest things we worked on and you know it could be one of the worst things we've ever done <laughs> or it could be or it could yeah, be the yeah. best it could be our uh, some kind of monster. Yeah. Metallic. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But even <laughs> the good thing is doing so I think throwing anything out there right now is dope. Because yeah. um the, the same thing, like what this is why I relaunched the podcast. I've been wanting to do it, but excuses, this, this, and that. And then the COVID shit happened. Then how do we keep the brand alive? How do you know? And then technology caught up. And I'm like, no, fuck it. We could bring it back. It keeps me, you know, um, yeah. I'm connected still. And then same thing, you know, how do we push our brands with today's, yeah. you know, with the times now and all that yeah. shit. So and, it was like. And I think with, uh, with, with Madball, you know, and, and obviously Newfound's a different genre, but Madball's, you know, you guys are workhorses, but besides workhorses, it's more than just music. Yeah. Know? Through Madball, there's a whole different side of culture you're able to hear about, learn about, and experience. Yeah. I think that's the same thing with Newfound Glory. Like the, with our stream, we're not only promoting our music, but we're also talking about all these different things from yeah. culture, cultural things, things we're into, bands we're into. So it's like, I think we mean a lot to our fans, Madball, Newfound, and, and those like career type bands because it's it's not even just it's more than just the music you know like yeah. 
you know what I mean? Like your fans no, are for there. Sure. They and, grow with us. The, the, our crowds grew with us. You know what yeah. I mean? And, uh, and it's and exactly, it's like, uh, that's what happens when you're a band long enough, you yeah. know, because, you know, you're not, you're, uh, it's who we are, you know, it's, it's not, okay, we were this for three years. We were this for six years. You yeah. know what I mean? No, it's who we are. So it's like, it means different, you know, yeah. and I get that. And the same shit, like, you know, um, we come from alternative scenes, you yep. know, so that already on top, it's a, you know, it's already a little bit harder than, you know, than everything else is to stay afloat and stay, uh, you know, on the cutting edge of what's going on. So it's yeah. like, that's why all this type of shit is good that people were doing, you know, mad podcasts around mad merchandise. I said, that shit keeps the whole, you know, the movement alive, you know, cause yeah. you know, people um, spreading information yep. kind of shit. And- and you know, too, from being a band for so long that like every three or four, every four years, something changes. And maybe back in the day, like you might have been more hesitant to do it or I might have been more hesitant to do it. But then we've been on the other side of things now. We're like, no, everything's important. Like, yeah, I, I remember being like, oh, I don't need a MySpace. Who gives a crap about yeah. that? Oh, exactly. Yep. And then no, everything. And then I was like too cocky for it like oh no our band yeah. people already know us we don't need that but it's like it's not that even that you need it or don't need it it's that you find ways where your where your fans are going to be and they want you there so they could like you yep. know exactly I, I i treat it as you know people's phones i look at it this way they're the morning paper they're the evening paper what you do you get people that randomly tell me read the paper you read from the sports section, what happened in crime, what happened in politics, to what's on TV. So what happens is the same thing. You, what happens, you need your, everybody you, it becomes a part of your everyday routine. Yeah. You know, getting that paper, having your lunch, same thing with this. People go like, you know, a podcast or whatever. They go, I know I'm on my ride to work. I got this. I listen to my music. You know, yeah. you know, uh, music is very important. You know, you know, I don't know how they, 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 they do not think that, um, this is not essential when it's like, are you kidding me? There's music, literally there's music in buildings in, in, in an elevator where nobody's in it. There's music going on right now. Why? It's supposed to do it, you know, it enhances the experience. It does something to the body, no matter where you are. When you're at a store, it makes you want to buy. When you're eating, makes you hungry. You know, it's soft. Yeah. And, you know, and the cops would blast loud music to get fucking Pablo Escobar out of his fucking house. You know, music is used for everything. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. I'm like, it's, it's so crazy how, you know how many people hit me up and are like, yo, they're bugging out. We're bugging out because we can't play. And they're bugging out because they got nowhere to release. You know, they're, they're going to work and their girlfriend breaking up with them and all that. Yeah. And I don't think about it that way. Like, I'm like, fuck, you know, we get that from playing. You know, yeah. we relieve our attention and shit. And I'm like, man, they don't got that, you know, which double sucks for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like... Sure. You know, we're fucking lucky to be able to go to do what we're doing. But fucking what I wanted to ask you, and a lot of people that would ask me for you, especially, and they're like, when are you going to get Chad? Because this was a big thing on everybody. A lot of people asked me for is Hazen Street. Yeah. You know, obviously that was like, um, the, that, that's kind of the thing that connected all of us was obviously Toby had a big part of connecting the dots for us. But also, yeah. you know, you with, the, with everything Hazen Street, like, even late, the band did better as as after we stopped playing. You know the the yeah. the the legacy of that to, band of that project. Yeah, you know, it got its strong. chance. You know, it got its chance. Like after you know, where people yeah yeah exactly. In the beginning, it was like 
it was being pushed where people were like, wait, what is this? And then yeah, they had time to get it. And then like, oh. Exactly. And, and a lot of people know the story because, um, again, for a lot of people out there that don't know the story, well, Chad is a big part of, of everything that we did. But, you know, it, there was a lot of um, legal issues that were involved, yeah. you know, because um, is that your, still your label or your former label? Former label. We could talk some crap. Let's talk some okay, crap. yeah. Yeah. Well, long story short was, <clears throat> you know, basically Chad had, you know, all those songs, music was all Chad and, you know, Freddie had a lot to do with the lyrics and, and Chad was a big part of it, but he was signed with Newfound Glory to another label and, you know, and the legal issues became, become crazy, especially uh, in that world. Well, I where, don't even, um, yeah, I don't even know, like, I don't know if you remember, this is a full, uh, like, can we talk about the whole story? Of course we can. That's what I wanted. I'm wondering if you yeah. could talk about it. Yeah. Nowadays. So I don't know if you remember the two phases of Hazen Street. And and because I, I think I forget if I brought this up to Toby or whatever, but so here's what happened. So the first phase of Hazen Street, our very first demo, I don't know if you remember, there's an Australian guy named Gary Ashley. Where we used to work, we used to play at Swing House. Remember yes. Our yes, first practices before we had Mackie. Uh-huh. Okay. My friend Jason filled in. I remember that. And that whole thing was paid for by, by Gary Ashley, who actually passed away, rest in peace. Gary Ashley signed Newfound Glory back in the day. Gary Ashley was getting into signing. He's the one that's him and that guy, Hans or whatever, signed H2O. Okay. Remember, H2O was on MCA. Yes. So MCA had Newfound Glory H2O at the time, or like right after that, or right before, yeah, like H2O was on MCA. And Gary Ashley came to me and was like, you know, do you have some bands you want to sign? And I was like, yeah, I want to sign this band Piebald. I think they'd be sick. So he would go see them. There's this band Juliana Theory that had the, this record that was doing well. Um, and I was like, oh, you should check them out. And there's like a couple other bands. And I was like, and I'm going to work on a new project with, with these dudes. And that was with you guys. So Gary's like, cool, let's, you know, let's get you in a room and blah, 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 blah. So we got together. We did those demos. He loved the demos. You know, I was also working yeah. on a Bjork cover album. And Gary Ashley's like, this is sick. This is what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. You know, maybe give an imprint or whatever it is, but you'll be on MCA because I was signed MCA. During that process, MCA folded. Uh -huh. MCA disappeared. And this guy named Jordan Schur came in to take over. So since our project was still going and things weren't fully transitioned, everyone that worked for, my, for me and Newfound before they lost their jobs just went, go do it. So do it. Don't ask. Just do it. So we did it. We switched over. We made yeah. the album. We recorded it. No permission. They're like, hey, we already, it's already under like you were greenlit. So we started working on it, you know, did the whole thing. And then it was done. And the new boss, all the people that worked for Newfound were gone, fired. Then, MCA folded completely. Geffen dropped every band they didn't want. 
they took Newfound Glory, they took Blink and a couple other bands and took us to Geffen. So I went in, I was like, oh yeah, also I have this band. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, I just did this record. And he's like, you're under contract with us. You can't be promoting another album. You have to promote our album. I was yeah. like, yeah, but I had this and that. And I'm like, you guys already said I could do it. So they could have been, they could have completely like pulled the plug on me and not even let my knowing that I played on it. Yeah. And let your tracks on you right? and all that stuff. So I was like, dude, it, and it sucked because obviously like, you know, Mad Balls, my favorite hardcore band. Yeah. And that was your shit. You were a big part of it. That was all, all part, your shit. Yeah. Busted my butt. But my mentality was, you know, what is it? What's that saying? Like do it, you know, like ask for forgiveness later, you know, like yeah. on those risks, like you take the risk and then if, you know, so that's what I did. And so when I went in there with the record, you know, we already went to Epic because they didn't, they were like, oh yeah, we don't, you know, the new label didn't know what it was. Cause that's what happens when that's the thing. What sucks about major labels is that it is like any old business. You know, if you're the new manager of some like upstart company and you take over, you fire who you don't like and you hire your friends. Yeah. And the relationship between the client and the, th it doesn't matter. They don't care. Yeah. And all we are, again, are just the product at the time on the shelf. So they're yeah. like, you got to protect my, I got to protect my product and you can't go with another label as well. Yeah. No, of course. Yeah. No, so, I get it. And I remember that part. Yeah. So, but the, that's what ha originally it was going to be awesome. <laughs> because yeah, originally it was gonna I be had great. permission. I had permission. Yeah. And it was paid for the demos. You know, yeah. the first two, three demos were paid for by MCA. I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. none of that. Everything you just told me, I didn't know. I just remember you were like, yeah, these motherfuckers are flipping on me. I yeah. can't show my face. For everybody out there, even in the video we did for Fool the World, you catch a glimpse of Chad. And even yeah. then, I think we played ourselves like at the time we risked even putting you in there for yeah. that millisecond because we weren't <laughs> sure how they were going to react. And it sucked, man, because there was two elements. Like there was obviously like, you know, like the, you know, maybe you didn't feel this way, but I kind of felt like maybe like Toby or, or some people might've thought that I didn't want to do it, you know? And it's like- No, you know what, in all fairness, I never got that feeling. And I don't think yeah. anybody in the band had that feeling. We sure, always sure. knew, we always had the feeling that it was like, they got you by the balls, you know, the record yeah. company. Because yeah. we know when every time you came, you wanted to play. Yeah. But we're like, fuck, we can't even get this motherfucker in the video, you know, without, you know, second guessing it. We're like, yeah. we don't want to blow him up. And we remember your name couldn't be on the record in certain ways. And, yeah. well, and that's there was a lot of in, in the back of my head, you know, I was like, man, I hope these dudes don't feel no, like we know. Yeah, you know, because that's the thing. It's like, it's it sucked because, you know, that was one of the best, like, I think musically learning to play with you and Mackie. I remember that first me. practice, it was like, yeah, you know, because Cyrus plays a little bit ahead of the beat. And yeah. Cyrus is a beast, but I'm used to playing with Cyrus. And then Mackie comes. Yeah. And he's a mile exactly. behind the beat. Yeah. yeah. And that, again, that was me also playing with Mackie the first time. And then we're not playing hardcore. We're playing some other shit. 
yeah. on top of that. So that was great. And what was crazy, you remember Cyrus, he ended up recording some demos for us, didn't he, in the, in the studio? I'm not sure. I'm, I can't remember. I'm telling you, he fucking recorded one of our our, our 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 rehearsals or something. Oh yeah, yeah. He recorded. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. I remember him being in the studio rehearsing, like we were us rehearsing and doing tapes. And I, I get it all confused when I was talking with Dave because I know we did um we did the demo in that um that one studio by Amoeba. It was a little studio. We did one of the demos there. You're and right. then and the then I forgot where it, sunset something. I just remember them saying that was the Foo Fighter studio. Yeah. The dude on. Yeah, I just remember that. That's all I remember that. Us doing the demo, one of the demos there. I remember rehearsing at the swing house. And I remember that was a good time. Re all those swing house fucking um, rehearsals. Like, CasaTheRock.com, home of that fly DIY. You want to support the show? Go cop some merch right now. We got a lot of new t-shirts, shorts, and caps Welcome available. Everything is made in-house by your boy on the spot. So show some love, support the movement. CasaTheRock.com is the spot. People don't know, um, it's a studio, a uh, rehearsal studio in California, but you would get all these bands and I would go, I would see the Bengals. And and the breeders rehearsing, I'd go to that door and start listening to them, like walk yeah. like an Egyptian. Like, Dude, remember that? Door. That was wild. Yeah. That, was, that was such an amazing experience, man. Like I always yeah. thought, I think making that record, you know, and and honestly, like working with you and and Freddie, and I tell people like all the time, I'm like, like Mad Ball, like your guys, you're musicians, you know what yeah. I mean? And like it's not just oh, I'm you know, it's like songwriting is like yeah know. yeah we we got definitely that's like our shape like we're a hardcore band but we wanted to show people we could write song and there's something that i learned from you i tell everybody from recording that record i remember one day we're there and you know again i'm so used to like obviously any record even like that record you know there's thousands and thousands of dollars there's big you know rap you know there's money behind it when we would do the mad ball record same thing there's still thousands of dollars behind these records. So there was, and I was so used to stress being like, yo, you know, we don't, the songs gotta, you know, we gotta keep up with the quality, enough song, you know how it goes when you're writing a record early on, bah, bah, bah. And then all my records I've ever done were stress, stress, stress. And then here we are, we're recording that, the, the, you know, obviously there's a bigger budget. So there was more time, a little bit more easy. But yeah. I remember one day you're recording um, guitars and I'm standing there, it was like the, obviously, the, the first layers of guitar and you're playing the guitar and I, you know, I'm sitting there and, you know, I'm like, okay, we got the guitars. I'm taking everything. So like, okay, you know, kind of, and you're like talking to me, you're like, you know, you're doing a part of the guitar and you're on your phone and like, you're like, yo, look, and you're like jumping up, like doing like the today jumps. And I, in my head, I'm like, yo, nigga, take this shit seriously. And I'm like, wait a minute. I go, you know, he's playing the shit, right? He's not, not playing it. And I go, and I go, you know, it, you know, uh, uh, records have a vibe. You know, a vibe. You know, they're they're alive. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, why am I so stressed? You know, I go, he's not stressed, and he's fucking laying the guitars down. Why the fuck should I be so stressed? And then I I would do that where I learned like, we know what we got to do. So yeah. you know, you know, do it however. Because I remember you be playing. I'm like, we're literally tracking tracks to go on the record, and you're like, yo, look at this. And you join, I'm kind of in my head like, yo, nigga, pay attention. In my head, I'm thinking like, yo, you're taking, you know, yo, focus. And I'm like, but he's not 
not playing it right. So like, yeah. and then I learned like, you know, hey, you gotta be, you know, if you feel good, it's gonna come out in the music and in the vibe mm -hmm. and all that type of shit. And then that's what I would start to do. You know, after that, I would be like, you know, we've done enough records. We know what we got to do, like yeah. performance wise. Now it's like, okay. Yeah, feel good. Got, now, you got, now you got to execute. Yeah. We trained, we trained. Now is the fight. Like, I get it. Like when the UFC guys, people don't understand when they hit a corner and say, all right, yo, now just have fun. Yeah. All the hard work is done. You yeah. know, you now just like exactly vibe. And I, I got that from you because I remember, I, I remember looking at you and I'm like, in my head, I was like, all right, Chad, stop yeah. joking, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, you're, you're recording everything. And then I was like, yeah. word, you know, he knows the songs. We, 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 we rehearsed them. They're his songs and they're rehearsed and blah, blah, blah. Like, why am I so focused that you don't got a, a poker face yeah, like, kind of thing? Yeah, and man, then, um, that's awesome. I feel like that. Like, what you, it's cool you said that. I appreciate it, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Man. Sorry I stressed you out, bud. <laughs> no, well, I learned how to do that. I changed ever since then yeah. when I'm like, you know, you, like, you know, like, like, like my whole concept came kind of also from that. Like how even I did the last Madball record and the last, you know, we're all, the way I see it now is like this. I say it about Madball. I go, look at everybody in the band is special forces, you know, a Navy SEAL, a Green Beret, Air Force Ranger, whatever. You don't tell an Air Force Ranger or a Marine Recon how to be a Marine Recon. You just say, this is the mission. Marines, do your Marines. Air Force, yeah. do your Air Force. The mission is to win. Everybody specializes. Now just, you know, get the mission accomplished. I learned to do that and focus on, okay, now just have yeah. fun with the mission kind of thing. And it, 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 it came awesome. from partly from that. And like, word, why am I micromanaging every second? Like, yeah. you know, no, no, now it's the big show. Yeah. You know, now we're recording, you know, this is what all the work we did goes into to yeah, this man. part. I, I, I agree. I think, I think, you know, even think about the way you are like on stage, you know, you're just, yeah. you're just literally living it, you know, there's, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's just like, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, exactly. You don't even, sure. Sometimes you forget you're even playing, you know, you, fact, like, people you like, zone out and be like, Oh wait, I'm done. The show's over. Like I'm yeah, just yeah, no, there's yeah, hell yeah. You 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 definitely can people forget you're breathing a certain way. Your yeah. adrenaline is a certain thing. You know you zone out mentally. It's like you all your 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 you're just your, doing uh, what you're you're doing what you're meant to do. You're just like yeah, all your senses are activated. You're listening. You're seeing. You're playing. You're feeling. It's like people don't you know it's you know it's insane how we did that. But yeah, yeah that fucking you know with that Hazen Street records. It's what I'm glad about that record is. I love the record. We all love the record and that people still love the record. You know, That's to this day, people are asking, when another Hazen Street record, oh, Hazen Street merch, oh, when Hazen Street this, oh, Hazen Street this, hey, you know, and I'm always like, yo, you know, we would all love to, it's just so hard. Everybody's, you yeah, know, yeah. doing their other thing, but I'm glad that it was something that is still, it we didn't, it didn't deflate. Nice. We've sent a voice memo. Yeah, got, yeah, no, no, he, he <laughs> He's mentioned some shit, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I tell people, you know, um, maybe you know, maybe after this COVID shit, we start doing a fucking a once in a lifetime. We do a, 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 you know, one of these every Christmas, you know, we do a Hazen Street show, or every fucking New Year's Day, we do a, a Hazen Street show somewhere. You know what I mean? We, yeah, or even like I was like I was telling Freddie, if we can time it, because Freddie, I know he comes to Tennessee sometimes. Yeah, you know, and like if we could time it. Uh, you know, get a friend who's got a, a cheap studio 
and we, you know, get a couple yeah. cameras. Yeah. We, we film a long <laughs> weekend. Yeah, we can we make some like, shit happen. Make it like Wild Hogs, you know, it's Travolta. <laughs> yeah. Like, the Adam Sandler grown-ups. And just uh, hell yeah, document the weekend and just whatever happens. Hell yeah, no, I, there's a couple friends of ours that are are trying to make their move to Tennessee also. So I think you're gonna have a, okay. you know, there's more people in the area and stuff. So that's cool. Nice. But, I, but remember, I'm the real South now. That's true. I'm, yeah, I'm the real South. It's but so um, crazy. but now nah, but good shit. And and when, so when when could everybody look out for the Christmas special and or the live stream? How's that gonna work? Where can everybody find yeah. out all that newfound info? Just newfoundglory.com, honestly, just newfoundglory.com. It's it's December 18th, it's the special. And, you know, if you got, you know, kids that you're trying to get into punk rock, it's perfect for them. Yeah. You know, a lot of our, a lot of our newfound glory parents got, got their kids into us over the last two years because we covered Let It Go from Frozen. Yeah. And oh, that's that, dope. Dude, that's we play shows show. now and we have to have kid merch because it's parents like, I'm, you know, every show you're like, oh, there's that, there's like one or two kids. This yeah. is like a lot, you know. Oh yeah. This is like That's a lot. Good. Of kids. Like just little, you look out, little kids on shoulders, and, and it's awesome. So I think I think they're gonna enjoy enjoy it. And yeah, did I ever tell you? I forgot to tell you that my first New York experience when um cool. we played uh, New Fung, uh, New Fung, Shilude played a Revelation record showcase. At the uh, wetlands, I think in '96 or '97, you you made it to some classic eras of of you know of of, of clubs and you Dude, know. Well, the reason wetlands, I was going to tell you because imagine like, imagine you know being in South Florida, listening to Madball Records, hearing like stories, you know, yeah. of New York, and our van pulls up to the wetlands. We get out, and like I look to my right, and it's like you. And two other dudes like way down the block. And man, it was like, I just I just remember being like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, we're in New York. That's the base. Yeah. That ball. You're like, yeah, they all hang out together, every hardcore band, right? Everybody thinks like in New York, everybody like gorilla biscuits hanging out with you today. Crazy. And then but, I love it. But you were like the you were like the first person I saw. And then we played. Yeah. We played, and I, I think you guys were there to hang out with Ignite, because Ignite played. And I yes. think Freddie sang with Ignite that night. And I remember I remember that show, because with Zoli, it's funny you say that. And I didn't know that that was the show you on it, because I, I brought it up with Zoli. That was the show, me and him, I was outside, somebody had a gumball machine, right? You know, gumball, and they broke it, and all the quarters flew out. And me, Zoli, and Stigma, like scavengers, you should have seen this. Bum rush these corners, like fucking, like, like, oh, like we were like, and it's funny because it was that show. It was actually that show. I want to say if Ignite was on it. Cause, yeah, that's crazy. You know, um, and, and it's crazy that you got to play. Um, now, for my era of hardcore, that's a classic. You know, I'm not part of the A7, you know, or mm -hmm. all those old clubs. I was like from CB's. You know, um, Wetlands, Coney Island High, and yeah. Wetlands was a big part. You know, you That's know, awesome. uh, AM getting on stage again after they broke up was at Wetlands at a Madball show. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Like that was like so that was like our A seven and all those classic, you know, uh, clubs like Farager and all of them. That's you know, cool. it was you know, so and, and, it, and it, again, you caught us at the Cheers. That's like in my book of shows. 
this year. You know, yeah. when, you know, a moment I remember in, in catching any wetlands era, that was a special time because, you know, wetlands was like rabies working the back door. You would see AF Roy, who plays a stone sour now in nausea, it was the sound man. You know, oh, you know, it was like, yeah, it was all like, you know, everybody still worked. Roger, his ex working the bar, you know, he would come pick his girl. It was just everybody involved with the scene working there. It was like still that feel. You know, everybody did mad classic shit, but fucking, yeah, that was cool. And that was um, Shia Lude, right? Shia Lude at yeah. night. It was a show. It was like a revel. You know, remember all the CMJ showcases? Yeah. So it was that. Yeah. It was a, sh- a CMJ showcase, and it was our first show, like, really out of state. And yeah. it, was, it was that. Like, we played earlier in the day. And um, um, the rest of the newfound gl- guys, they're in California, where they're at. They're still over there? Actually, Florida, well, Cyrus. Florida, and, yeah. Yeah, Cyrus and back. Ian are more like Boca area. And then yeah. uh, Jordan lives in San Diego still. Yeah, San Diego, yep, yep. Okay, yeah, I, forgot. I remember you told me they moved back to Florida. They came back. Have you seen them yet? Have you got to, when, yeah. you, when, you, when you worked on the yeah. stuff? Yeah, I saw yeah, them. They were, here last, they were here last week. And, you know, it's always a risk. Like, dude, they get COVID tests. Because, like, uh, Cyrus's wife, she um she has like a immune disease thing so checked all the time and cyrus like he what people are doing now like quarantining he used he's done since they've been married for everything so if he goes on tour and gets home he'll like stay somewhere for a few days to make sure he's not sick gotcha gotcha. so he kind of know the procedure already yeah yeah and i've and obviously because it's more extreme it's like way more heightened so we take a lot of precautions and you know like in the stream, you'll see us like, you know, not wear a mask while we're playing, but like immediately after, because we're trying yeah. to help help him out and and yeah, yeah, to feel good. And also, that have that stress of him thinking about it. That's yeah. too, you know, like exactly. Yeah, that's why I do. I'm like, people could have their little, you know, why worry, why not? I'm like, if it makes somebody else feel alright, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, you know, yeah. it doesn't, you know, it doesn't hurt me, you know, yeah. much. Yeah. And and for him, like I feel like we owe it to him for the sense of what he he's doing for us. So, for instance, we got yeah. to play, um, dude. We got to play uh, a drive-in show in Chicago. It was awesome. Oh, that's that's dope. Was, How was that? It was great. The people that put on Riot Fest did it. Yeah. And, and so it was like legit, and it was the day before Halloween. So we got to play and show. We showed Beetlejuice. So wow. in costume and, and it was awesome. But dude, he drove from Florida to Chicago wow. to play one show because he's like, this is our business. I got to work, but yeah. I also can't get my wife sick. So he drove yeah, all the way right. to Chicago, drove all the way home and then quarantined for seven days by himself Trooper. just to play that show for us. So we're like, yeah. And who said the drummers are the dicks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're weird okay. though. Drummers are weird. Absolutely, you got to be a weirdo to fucking to want to carry all that shit around and then you know and then sweat and do all, and then carry it out. Yeah. But fucking no, but good shit, Chad. I'm glad we got to catch up. I ain't seen you in a while. I I'm know. Glad everything's good. What, what, when? When? So after this thing, what's the next? Any other thing? What's the the next thing for you? Or nothing planned yet for twenty twenty one yet? Yeah, no, nothing. Just kind of like just gonna enjoy the Christmas and whatever happens, we'll we'll make the best of it. I've kind of given up trying to plan in a way yes. of like I don't want to get my hopes up, and then also I don't want to like 
I'm just kind of take it as it goes. Like still work yeah. really hard, but not even try to figure it out. Just like, oh, right now this is an opportunity. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is oh, yeah, good shit. Good yeah. shit. No, I hope I hope to catch you somewhere. I'm glad I got you on here. A lot of people were asking for you. I'm gonna send you. Yeah, that's awesome. When I put the, when I put this out, I'm gonna send you the links and all that shit so you can spread the word. I'd love but to. But chat, you know what's up. I'm glad we got to catch up. I'm glad you good. Yes. Um, fucking, we definitely gonna get up soon. You know, vaccine, no vaccine. I'm making a run for it. Let's do it, man. I want to keep that song going with Freddie. I know we got sidetracked, but that would be yeah, yeah. So no, fun. we got to, and people want that Hazen Street shit. We gotta. Do a little special something, even you know, technology makes things easy. Let's you do know, it. easier. Yep. We'll do something, but yo, be safe. Chat, everybody catch chat on his Instagram, Facebook, Newfound Glory. Catch all that good shit. Go buy their merch, then go to Casa the Rock and buy my <laughs> merch. Metallica's dope, but they got enough loot. So yo, <laughs> but yo, chat, we'll talk soon. I'll hit you up. All right, brother. All right, I'll see you soon. Be safe. Love you, bud. Peace. Love you, bud. One. Love you, bud.